0: Welcome to the escape room. Enjoy the game.
1: It's time to play the game. Time to play the game.
0: Welcome everybody to the TIU Escape Crew Podcast. That's Phil. That is Phil. And there's Dom. And I'm Dom over here. And uh, first off, I want to just apologize for the two and a half hour long podcast. I didn't realize it was actually two and a half hours long. I thought it was an hour and a half, maybe, but I really didn't realize that it was two and a half hours. We kind of- Try something new. Yeah, we kind of got away from us. Um, Try something new. Uh, I had a message earlier today from uh, our podcast uh, brother designated Dave. Yeah, uh, asking, "Do you normally go two and a half hours?" And I said, "No." Kind of got carried away. Well, if Rogan does it, we can do it. So, well, hey, Jim Cornette too, you know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so hopefully you listen to that podcast because that one was actually pretty in- in- involved. It was all about things that. Don't you don't want to do an escape rooms in 2022? And we had a good friend Lee on there with us. Good old Lee. Yeah. He's a bad man. That he is. I got to get that sound bite so I could just go.
1: Yeah, baby, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, anyway, um, this one it's gonna be. We're gonna talk about an article, a couple art, uh, three articles or so. Uh, from Room Escape Artist. You can go to roomescapeartist.com to read these. Love those guys. These guys are probably the best in anything escape room. Anything immersive, I would say. Gamingly immersive. They do a lot of immersive things. And um, they really opened our eyes to the escape room world. Yes, uh, especially with their map, they have got to be ninety nine point nine percent of the companies in the <coughs> excuse me in North America mapped on a map, linking that to their website to their company's website. Um, whether they reviewed a room there or something is a different color. Uh, and we go by it all and the time. And
1: their reviews are pretty pretty spot on. We agree with most of their reviews. And it, it showed us what professionalism could be brought to the 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 gaming world. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's people out there that do reviews and it's very cartoony and it's very unprepared and uh our rea really uh, really sets the bar high.
0: They do, and they very, they really do strive for uh, damn near perfection. Yeah, um, they also have a podcast out there. Uh, they got they got awards. They have an awards sh- actually. I think they should be having a, the award show pretty be quickly. coming soon. Uh, they have their own podcast out, Reality Escape Pod. Um, they're going to be going into season three, launching late February, um, and. For everybody out there, REA has not paid us to do any of this. No. We enjoy their website that much. We are just fans. We're very, yes. Uh, So we're going to jump into three articles that kind of relate to each other. Um, One article was written, all three articles are written by David Spira. um, And one of them was written about two years ago, uh, November of 2019, uh, Designing Escape Room Crawl Spaces. Another one was just written the end of January called Crawl Spaces versus Low Doorways in Escape Rooms. And then the final one, which just released the day that we're recording this, yep. February, beginning of February, this one is called Escape Room Puzzles Should Feel Big. And right. again, they're all written by David Spira. And you can read them all on roomescapeartist.com. Yes, you can. i um, going to jump right into... I'm going to start off with probably escape room puzzles should feel big. Um, because I kind of agree with a lot of that. what he, what he wrote in here. Uh, we'll just skim through the first part. If you're building puzzles for escape rooms... Wherever possible, you should build them into the game space as opposed to adding them to the game space. And you should make them big. Uh, I don't think size matters too much. Oh, size matters. Ask anybody. Well, ask any woman. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, But I I see where he's getting at, where he doesn't want to see just a pencil and a paper and a Sudoku, like he says in here, on, on a table. And then run over to a lock, right? If you're gonna do something, put it in, make it immersive enough to go and in, go into the the game play well, th- itself.
1: Yeah, I think when you when you look back on the first generation rooms, yeah, um, where there weren't a lot of props available,
0: technical props, right? That electronic props.
1: There know. was that line between what was built into the room, as say like it's in a notebook and you're flipping through the notebook and you got to figure something out as opposed to, yeah, Sudoku that's just placed on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a thin line with that and because everything was so new, you kind of got away with it a little bit. Right. And I think now that everything has gotten to the point that it's at with props and with things that you could buy and things you could make and the technology to the point, to the point where, uh, it's, yeah, you walk in, and when the room is full of crossword puzzles and sudokus and things like that, it's kind of like, I guess, paid for this room,
0: really? Yeah, I paid $35 to yeah, do well, all this, where I could have just gone to the dollar store, but paid a dollar for the book, and mm-hmm. I have 100-some-odd hundred some, 100 some odd puzzles in there. I mean, uh, I think... <laughs> I get it. You know, I I I think that having
1: those word-type of puzzles or paper-type puzzles are fine if it fits the theme of the room. Yes. Uh, you know, it's uh, someone's, I don't know, someone's will that you have to figure out part of the will or something like that. I, I don't know.
0: Well, that what you're just saying runs into actually the <clears throat> the next part, which is called environment. It says, I can experience paper puzzles and other common puzzles at home. I can buy a book of Sudoku, crosswords, or tavern puzzles for a whole lot less money than a single ticket to an escape room uh, in an escape room the space should be part of the experience not just a backdrop that's more interesting than my living room yeah uh, build the puzzles into the game space make the puzzles an integral part of what of that world if the puzzles can only exist in conjunction with the set that's a draw to visit an escape room Yes, and I agree with that one hundred percent. And they show a picture. I have uh, this is from Raincore at Escapearium in Montreal, Canada, and it looks like they have a flipped over full size Honda car. I don't know what picture that is. Let's see if I can see Civic Honda Civic flipped over and crashed through the wall into the wall, and it looks like it's full size. Yeah. Uh, which reminds me that by looking at this picture, we go back to um Riddle Room. Yes. The La Costa Nostra. Which was the room. first
1: room we did that had a car. That in had a half a car in there.
0: Yeah. First one or second second one because the stormy night one at Skeleton Key had a full size um like a mini Cooper size yeah. car. In there. So but they actually did cut uh, Half of a car and brought it up to the yeah. coast Costa Nostra and made it a part of the room. Yep. Uh, but yeah. So getting in here, you know, build the puzzles into the game space. I, I'm i a firm believer of that, but I'm also very big on techie puzzles. <sighs> yeah. Uh, not just, okay, lift this picture up, you see a black light. Okay, so that's just one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever right. you have to do. Um, I guess uh I don't know it's kind of building it in but maybe not I like you know I'm you understand where I'm going. I from. do
1: and as far as, as as far as I go I I like having to write puzzles out on a piece of paper or or wipe wipe off board or whatever and I think but I like to do it if it's pulling elements out of the room right well that's to, to do it that's different than yeah if it's just hey. Here's the instructions, you know, go off on your own and do it, and everything's on that one piece of paper and you're not. And it's something you could have done out in the lobby. Right. You know, to me, that's, it's a time waster. It's, you know, we ran this room and we needed another 15 minutes worth of puzzling because everyone's getting out too quick. Right. You know? Right. I mean, like I said, I process puzzles better seeing them written out, actually doing the writing. But when you can incorporate that with, okay, you look at this picture and there's six birds on in, in the ceiling and then there's there's three-something on this picture and there's another two in this picture. Right. Well, yeah, that's a different thing because that incorporates the room.
0: But, see, that's the difference between, see, you want to see it, you see those things, but you're only writing that down to remember it more than you are to really work that puzzle out. You know what I'm saying? Well, I like working puzzles out in front of me as opposed to in my head. No, I I see that, but that, that's yeah. what I'm kind of trying to say. Yeah. Like you're not. It's not just the Sudoku that you're that's on the table, like he's saying. Right. You're actually trying to figure out on a whiteboard that you're going to wipe right. off. Right. Yeah. You and me both also like to have something in the room to write down, just for mainly memory's sake and yes. stuff like that and whatnot. But that's see when you when you're saying the wipe off board to me, that's just keeping clues in order. Yeah, there should
1: always be in my mind. Yeah. A writing utensil in that room, wipe-off board, a static board, right. a piece of paper, a chalkboard, right. uh, needles for your blood
0: on a paper,
1: anything that would. No, when I,
0: <laughs> when he says, you know, build it into the space, the room we just did, which we'll talk about on a future podcast, um, there was a cipher. Yes. And you had a piece of chalk. Yep. And there was a chalkboard with the, the cipher code. Yeah. And, everything, and you had to write it. Now, that's a built-in puzzle. Right. And that was cool because yeah. not for that it also took more than one person to really figure this out. Right. And I think that's where like his next section here is team where escape rooms are group activity. The puzzle should be designed for collaboration. And one way to facilitate this collaboration is to build bigger so that multiple humans are needed to interact with the puzzle. Um, and I, I agree with that part of it. That's a double-edged sword, though. It is. Because how many people... You're going to get way too many ideas if too many people are working on the same puzzle.
1: Right. You get too many cooks in the kitchen. And also, we've ran into a number of times where you physically needed six or eight hands to solve this puzzle Yes. on it. And we've had to bring in... A, a puppet
0: yeah a ghost or
1: whatever, you know that. or something to help us <laughs> and that breaks your immersion especially a lot of those puzzles are in rooms that are very high with immersion right and now it kind of breaks the immersion to stop have the person come in say what they're gonna do uh i i, I like having something where multiple people can work on it i'm not a fan of having where you need multiple people doing something physically to solve it at the same time.
0: Okay, I see what you're saying. Uh, another part of this also team is well. many ex- escape room puzzles could be solved by one person alone, they usually won't get to work on them on their own. Other players will want to participate. Building bigger means more people can see what's going on and interact with the puzzle. Scale... Can also be used to turn a single-player puzzle into a multiple-player puzzle by spreading out the inputs and mechanisms. Yep. Now see, again, what he just said there—that the last part there, spreading it out, different inputs, different mechanisms. That's what you. You were saying you don't like right. where you need all these people to do this part. Right. I don't mind that, but like, again, we're a two-person team. <laughs> 90% of the time. Now, if we had a, a regular team of four, which we haven't ran into anything, any kind of puzzle that you needed more than four people to do it. No. Um, whether it's whether it's a you touch the metal on one end to the other, yep. um, put your hands in certain spots, yeah. put your feet in certain spots, whatever it is. We haven't had to have more than four people. And that's yep. one of the, maybe two times we've had a ghost player come in, a puppet come in. And I think the best puppet was Escapism. Ben's um, wife—I forget her name. We didn't even realize she was right there when we went, when we right. were doing the room, and then we did the puzzle, and she was gone. Like right. we didn't even see her leave. So,
1: well, that's that's the perfect that's way a, to do it. A good game master, right? Knowing okay, this is where they're at. This is what they're going to need. Right. And seamlessly being there and then leaving is a big thing.
0: And I really, I do agree with him here. Maybe building it bigger, a little bigger. Well, a good example, I think, of that
1: is if you're doing a cypher gear puzzle, as an example. Yes. And you have gears that are a foot across as opposed to three inches across, Mm -hmm. right? You get more people around. It's easier to get more people around that one with the bigger gears, and everyone feels that they're more involved with it because your eye isn't covering that whole big puzzle scape at one time. Someone's looking at this picture, someone's looking mm-hmm. at that picture, you know, as, yes. as you're moving, as yes. opposed to when you have little four-inch gears or three-inch gears, everyone's fighting over something that's meant for and one person really to And really want two. to see what letter it yes. is and this
0: and that, and, or number, meaning that the numbers are only quarter-inch big right. or whatever, where the bigger cipher... Which again, we ran into was good because we were on each Each of us were on different sides of the table. Yeah, what was going on?
1: And I I like that idea of taking a smaller thing and scaling it up. I agree with that. I like that
0: quite a bit. And yeah, so so far, we're really agreeing with everything that he has said. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, we don't really disagree with much that he says anyway, but uh, and the last part of this article is scale is the point. Uh, in an escape room, bigness is the point. The game designer is pulling the players out of their lives, out of the real world, and putting them into a constructed reality. I like his wording on these articles, I swear. Yeah. It makes them sound smart. <laughs> Smarter <laughs> anyway, than me. Making the game literally larger than life will make it feel like in a, like the adventure we crave. And that's what you, as a designer, want. You want every player to leave a wed. I don't know what that word means. Odd. Sorry. Wow, I was well. I ain't as smart as. <laughs> uh. Odd. Give them multiple opportunities to lay their hands on the props and puzzles earning their victories as they play. To achieve this, scale is your friend. Um Yes, uh like if you have a big enough space to do scale well it's or you build a room that's big enough for that room. It's building
1: a room that's big enough for the size that you have,
0: I think. Scale the room to the size that you have. Right.
1: But you know, when you if you're doing if you're doing a horror room and it's a small space and your coffin is a two foot coffin, you know, it kinda of throws off everything. Yeah. You know? But if you're doing a horror room, and it's a small room, but you put a full-size coffin dead center in the middle of the room or an esophagus, right, in the dead center in the middle of the room, is it going to take up to the room? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to, but when you walk in, that wow factor, that awe factor, right. that's what you're going to talk about.
0: And there's also another way you speak of coffins. Like, I'm looking at the door. I'm looking at the car again, but coffins, there's nothing saying that you can't put a full-size coffin in there but only show half of it. Yeah. Like it's rolling into the back of a hearse. You yeah. can have a painted hearse on the thing, and it looks like it's rolling in. I mean, what are the so things scale you know is... you
1: remember from certain rooms? If I say the body shop, the motorcycle, there's a motorcycle in the room, right? You know, there's certain things that you don't expect to be indoors, right? In in a, in, in a room, and the smaller that the smaller the room is, the bigger that item looks. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. so when you walk in and you um, first see the size of the room, and then you see, wow, they got a car in here, they got a motorcycle, or they got whatever. You know, mm-hmm. there's an igloo in the room. Yeah, there's there a the igloo. there's a, a spaceship in the room. You know, it when they're full size, it really brings out the wow factor, the, and it the sets
0: in, in the reality of it of sets life.
1: the tone. Of the room. Yes. You know? You're 100% right. When I walk into a room and, you know, there's supposed to be whatever in there, and for whatever reason, they have a small toy version of it. Mm-hmm. Because, well, that's the theme of the room is this object. Well, that's a small toy version, and my immediate thought right off the cuff is, eh, that's the way the room's going to be. But when I walk into a room and I see, wow. Wow there's a full-size whatever they took the time to do that yeah you know my thoughts are immediately through the roof
0: right and and we've run into that yeah. a few times lately yeah uh, well not for no escape rooms are, are changing they're changing every day almost. yeah it's almost a, an almost everyday thing you're not seeing too many of just Here's the four-digit code to this lock. Here's a key to this lock. You're seeing more immersive, meaning, techie rooms out right. there than you are anything else. Or computer-driven, software-driven rooms. Um, look at Five Wits. Yep. It's completely computer-driven. Yep. Um, no game host. No game master whatsoever. No. Uh, then you look at a place like. Um, Where was the one that we just did, to, where they had the, well, yeah, it's been almost six months or so, when we did in Jersey, and they had the giant UFO in there, is that Mysteries? Escape Mysteries?
1: Oh, the big UFO, yeah, they, I can't think of the name of the place, but. Right, and then yeah. they,
0: they actually had a full, full space yes. shuttle in there,
1: like, yeah, well. All we wanted to do was get into that spaceship.
0: As soon as you walked into that room, you are like, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, scale is your friend. Right. So, And
1: I think going along with that, when you have something like that, that size in there, mm-hmm. um, the props that go along with it that aren't necessarily mechanical props, but just things in there. Like if there's supposed to be an animal in the room, and they throw a little cuddly stuffed animal in there. You know, to me, I i mean, I get it. It's its a kid's thing. It's supposed to be cute. To me, I'd rather it not be there and see an empty space.
0: I'd rather see, a, see it painted on the wall than, than you see know, a little stuffed animal that you're supposed to be afraid of.
1: You know, I mean, if you're going to be, if you see it's supposed to be a seal and there's a little tiny stuffed seal in the room, ah, you know, they just, that ruins it for me.
0: I mean if de- you go depending through- on the size of the animal the the, the way the way it is, well, I would look at it like when we did the um deer glue room at complexity yes okay um we had to find we found penguins but there were stuffed penguins that were i hated those penguins yeah but they fit the room due to the size because peng- i mean penguins can be big i guess but you wouldn't think and they fit the room the fish you had to get. It was a normal sized fish in there. Yeah. Stuff like that. It was scaled right.
1: I mean to me a little fluffy little stuffed animal inside that that igloo where you spent so much time making that igloo look a hundred percent real, to me they could have done something a little bit different in there.
0: Okay, but I'm talking scale wise that fit in there. I'm you know, trying to stay on topic, not On. <laughs> <Well, I'm... laughs> like you were. But and I get we're if you went into a jungle room and you see a stuffed tiger, if the stuffed tiger isn't a full-size body pillow, it shouldn't be in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I kind of get it. You put a little one in there, then it's kind of like, what the yeah. hell is this? That's that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but, yeah. That's that article. Um, again, that's Escape Room Puzzles Should Feel Big by uh, David Spira, roomescapeartist.com. Uh, we got another one I'm gonna read the older one before uh the newest one only because we're going in order and this one really really pertains you know it really pertains to you um uh, more what we'
1: trying to say there huh well you got bad, <laughs> you got a bad back
0: and bad knees. bad
1: back bad knees yep
0: okay and this is design escape room crawl spaces uh by David Spira, again, com. Tunnels and spaces are fun. They poke they poke the same childhood nostalgia button as, a ball, as ball pits do. Which we've only done one escape room that's had a ball pit in it. Yes. That was in Florida. And that was cool. <laughs> uh, they are a strong scene divider because they require players to stop, change body posi- posture, and and proceed forward in a different fashion. And with so many different aspects of escape room design, there are some good, bad, and potentially dangerous ways to design crawl spaces. Let's explore some of them. Let's explore. Uh, this is my biggest complaint on a crawl space. Padding, please. I crawl around in attics for the last 22 years. My knees are shot when it comes to crawling. I have no problem getting through it, but n- anytime I kneel, it feels like... It doesn't matter if it's on a smooth but hard surface, it feels like I'm kneeling on gravel. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, put a little padding in there of some sort so you, you don't hurt your freaking knees slamming them down while you're going through. Uh, so, he loves a good crawl, but his knees, not so much. <laughs> That's what we're saying. Frankly, I... And so, so many other players are thrilled to trade a little realism for some comfort. Pad the floors for your crawl space. Uh, Also, it's not a bad idea to round off or pad the corners of the crawl space. Entry and exit. 100%. Speaking of injuries. Uh, Yes. Please pad them. Because, and they have a... The anime of David Spira crawling through the crawl space, and one of them whacking his head. But I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at, at the minimum, have it marked. Have a piece of reflective tape
1: there or something, have it marked, so you see that little thing coming. But, yeah, definitely
0: pad it. But definitely pad it. We didn't get into consistent dimensions yet. But, uh, yeah, you got to pad it, something. I'm not even. I don't care about the corners and stuff like that, but unless when we get into the second one consistent dimensions here your tunnel should be the same size on both ends keep the crawl space height consistent through the tunnel unless there is a climb or a deliberate design obstacle that is clear and visible recently he went through he had to scurry through a dark space he had a height variation and was going fine one way going back he smacked his head. Kaboom. Which I've actually smacked the head trying to come out of him. Yep. Um, only because I didn't look up and to come out. But um, Going back, however, I missed the critical detail of the tunnel's design. It's all fun and games until someone loses some brain cells. That's Depends fun. how you lose oh, the brain cells, though, yeah, I guess. Yeah, true. Um, yes, I would honestly say we haven't really – did we run into a crawl space like that? I don't think we ran into a crawl space so much like that, as uh, we'll run into the next next um, article, which is crawl spaces versus low doorways. Um, but definitely, they should be the same size. Yeah, and some padding would be great. I
1: mean, there's there's things you could do if you're if if there's something that's coming down, like I said, you could put a reflective sticker there. You could put a little tiny light shining on it so that. It's obvious that it's there, right? You know, there's there's ways around it that you could incorporate, and that could just have it be a safety thing. You could incorporate it into the look of, of the of the game. You know, we've done ones where, you know, you start off in one room and you take this tunnel that's quote unquote like an underground tunnel to this other thing, and it's a square tunnel with nothing in there. Where we've done other ones where yeah, it's decorated the whole way down with leaves and with um, right. camouflage and... Um,
0: it was all part of the scene.
1: Things on the floor that feel like they're squishy, so you're going over, uh, right? you know, like a swamp or like something. But
0: no, well, yeah, or going into an underground tunnel where you would expect leaky pipes yeah.
1: and stuff like that. And, and that's all stuff that helps, plus it's, it not only does it help the person, but it also... It keeps you immersed in the game.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, He's got in here no rushing. Transitioning scenes under pressure can be good fun. That said, I strongly dissuade you from adding artificial tension during a crawling segment. I don't know. That's getting back to what you just said. Uh, We did one room. Uh, up in Massachusetts where you had to crawl through a tunnel and you hit two two or three wet pans. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool as hell. I thought it was the best tunnel um, we've been through. I have to, you know, disagree with you on that one, if that's what he means by artificial tension. Um, I don't know what uh, what other artificial tension would mean.
1: Uh, maybe he means jump scares, maybe.
0: I guess that's... Uh, But you know, I would love to jump scare. I would. I would
1: love to go through a tunnel and have a jump scare in there.
0: Well, we've done a couple of them. Yeah, Um, we've done one in Laura's labyrinth. We've done one in uh, Thirteenth Hour. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with with the with any kind of. Tensions. Uh, we've done them where you had to actually go into the crawlspace and get the get the clues. Yep, for the code. Um, so I don't have a problem with that too much. But adults can really hurt knees, backs, and heads if they are aren't accustomed to crawling or required to do so in a hurry. Okay. Maybe that's what he means. Try not to don't just don't rush through the crawlspace. But anyway, bypasses but I, I love a good bypass yeah and i i usually don't take up on it too often it depends on the size and the length of the crawl space
1: And the time of day it's been so tired how right many now. rooms we've done you a day. Know. stuff like that but i do like when you know the you know it's there and you have the option of just yeah. scooting around it now i i'm on the frame of mind that that space was built for a reason to add to the game. Mm-hmm. And I at least like to go through it one way. Yeah. If at I least could once. at least go through it once. Yeah, you know, right. Once I go through it one way.
0: Yeah. You do. If
1: I don't have to go back through it and there's a doorway, I can get out and walk around. Yeah. You know, that's, that's fine too. Right. Um, you know, there's some place you go to when you ask about that, where they're like surprised that you don't want to go back through the tunnel. Um, and they leave an alarm on when you open up the door to go through and, you know. But at the same time, if it's a tunnel where you're going to be going back and forth multiple times, okay. you know, one time is, is fun. Two times is okay.
0: The third time you're The third dead. time is okay. You know what? You're tired of it. Yeah. Uh, now here it says, you know, you should have a way for some players to bypass crawling segments. Uh, In the U.S., if you don't have a way of bypassing cross-sections, you're probably in violation of the American with Disabilities Act. Take this one seriously. Now, Uh, that is kind of up in arms, too. That's kind of like up in the air, too, because what about a lot of these escape rooms— that are on the second, third floor with no elevator access.
1: That's what I was going to say. Most of the ones that we've done, a I lot would of say, are not... Not, even,
0: not cross spaces, just escape rooms
1: Not accessible from the parking lot on. Right, right.
0: You know? Uh, a lot of them are. Um, easy bypass technique is to have a door that can be immediately opened. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean... Now I guess you know. I, I understand think, where he's coming from. But I mean,
1: if my I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at crawl spaces from the point of view of I'm basically shaped like a weevil, and I got a
0: bad back, bad knees, and it takes you ten minutes just to get down on all fours to start crawling. Yeah. So type shit. once yeah. I'm
1: down, I'm down. You're right. And you know, I don't want to go through a crawl space that's two feet long and then hop back up again. Because it's going to take me longer to get down and back up again. Right. At the same time, when you look at the entrance of it, of what it is, um, again, being shaped like a weeble, a lot of these you look at it and you get that thought in your head, oh, am I going to be Winnie the Pooh in the honey tree just yeah. kind of stuck in the middle there, You know, bring out the butters, <laughs> yeah. start looping up the sides. Exactly. Or like one that we just did recently where – it's kinda of screws with your
0: mind where you have to kinda of step up to step down. Well, that's not a crawl space, that's and, a doorway. We gotta get into that next time. But still next one. we gotta get in that'll be the next article we talk about. It just The last one we did was Long Island. It was the night's room and it had a long crawl space to get up. Yeah. Okay? And it had the clue in there and everything else. And that was the one that they wouldn't shut the alarm off for us to go back and forth. And that was a long crawl space. I mean, it was long for me to go back and forth, and I was going back and forth. Because was a, um, uh, an Egyptian room. Na- yeah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It was the Egyptian room. Yeah. Right. Now, there's that one. Uh, and I wasn't a fan of that one, and I just started using... Not that they had a bypass. We kind of made the bypass. Yeah. And the game master was like, uh, I don't know. We never had that. anybody asked that before. But... Like Spira says here, you know there should be a way. Yeah. Uh, our very first time we ever did a crawl space uh, escape room, Connecticut, down in Orange, Connecticut. Yes. As soon as that that door popped open for the crawl space, what did the game master do? Right, right off the rip. Yep. If you don't want to go through the crawl space, just come out the door and go and go up and come into your door on your right.
1: And I will say that's one of my Top crawl spaces
0: Oh I love that crawl space I think that is my It's my decorated point. Yes All the way through Does not break immersion whatsoever It's long enough Without being too long And you don't actually Have to crawl If you're short Right Like us We were able to Kind of squat and waddle Through Yep um, Which was nice I was able to just bend my, Duck my head down And just run back and forth Which was nice But Right when that door opened The Game Masters right there. You don't have to use that If you don't want to Yep Okay cool You stayed on one side, I stayed on the other side. We had walkie-talkies. We were good to go. But it was nice that they said that right off the rip. And so they were waiting for the bypass. They they knew. And again, that's a good game master. Right. And so that's what he said in 2019 about crawl spaces. Now, he wrote another article about crawl spaces versus low doorways, which is where you were going to start going. Um, A few years ago, he wrote about crawl spaces. You can click on the link and go to that thing after bashing his head pretty badly in a poorly designed crawl space. So he's not going to revisit his thoughts on crawl spaces because he's already covered it. But I want to talk about low doorways. And I agree with this a lot. Yep. Um, tall people, watch your head. Short people continue with reckless abandon. <laughs> that's awesome. That's, that's a picture on the, on the article taken at, uh, Uncommons board game cafe in New York city. Um, the case against low doorways. Uh, the thing about a crawlspace is that it depends... It demands your attention. Unless you're a small child, a crawlspace demands that you stop, completely shift your body, and all that stuff. Now, this is not the case for lower doorways. Standard doorway in the U.S. is 80 inches tall, 6 feet... Um, 6 point... That Yeah, okay, 80 inches. So... Um which is six foot eight. I don't know why he's got six point six seven, but it's six foot eight. Um at he's six one, I'm five five. You're five five or so. Five three. Five three. On a good day. And a, yeah. When his knees aren't hurting. <laughs> um and so he's a you know, he's he's a tall guy. Taller than the average, which is five nine. I'm shorter than the average. Uh so when a doorway is slightly shorter. That doesn't always register. Now, I see that a lot, actually, with my boss's son, who's 6'8". Big boy. He's got a... He, he Whenever he's walking, he's always ducking anyway through doorways. Yep. So, he's the size of a doorway. The height of a doorway. Um, and he's just got some suggestions for, for a lot of them. And, you know, low doorways can result in harsh head thumping. Well, when you're short... And this is just a quick, quick article here, but um, here it goes. Sometimes a lower than average doorway is needed. Escape rooms have all sorts of unusual design constraints. When you need to use a low doorway, there are a few things that can make it safer. Pad it. Yep. That makes sense. A little foam goes a long way. Light it. Yes. Easier to see things clearly. And limit passage. Yes. So when the doorway, when you have a low doorway, avoid puzzles that require traversing that space. Right. So you only have to go through it once. Right. And this is what we ran into the room we did yesterday. Yeah. Again, we're going to review the room at a, at a later point. Um, this one would have been nice. Well, you have bad knees, and you had just hurt your knee, so it's hard to bend your knee anyway. But a little step stool. Right in front, instead of trying to, yeah, there was step a step up because front it, was, of it. it was actually a little higher than it should be. Anyway,
1: it was it was an odd position to put your body in, where you had to step up to step down, while the headspace stepped down too. Yes, so it was just an odd position to look at and think, you know, mechanically, how is this going to work? Right, and then when the person in front of you immediately stops and starts.
0: Looking around Should I go through it Yeah keep going When you're already Halfway in (laughs) Don't stop now I mean they did have An oh shit handle in there Yeah Which was nice But But you did have to Keep going back and forth Right Unless you put somebody In there with a puzzle Whereas If we left somebody In there Instead of Everybody always having to see What's going on With the puzzle You're working with Right We left somebody in there We could have explained What it was And that's it Exactly But Yes those doorways are tough.
1: That was probably the worst example that I could remember.
0: No. Of a low doorway. No. Well, no, because we didn't have to go back and forth. So yeah.
1: Yeah. It's something that we went back and forth, yeah. you know, half a dozen times doing it because there was something in one room that was needed in the other room, and uh it was just Yes. You know, one it was just one one of those things. Where if you took one of those factors out of it, if either you didn't have to step up to step down or the ceiling was at a proper height straight through where it didn't step down, I think it would have made life better. I think it would have made life easier.
0: I agree 100%. And
1: I just, you know, visually... It was a cool thing to see, but it was just an uncomfortable thing to, to, to navigate.
0: Oh, it definitely was. And and, I and agree, it felt weird
1: just walking through it. I don't know. Uh, to, to me, it did. Uh, it was different. I know Lee looked a little comprehensive. Well, apprehensive. Apprehensive,
0: sorry. Walking through it. Um, he, I just don't think he expected it to be the, as dark as it was. I think he just maybe doesn't really like jump scares too much either and I think he was waiting for something could be um I was the last one to well second one to get in there because you kind of just moved out of the way when I started walking in. but uh I mean there's been a few that we've done where you
1: know they've been a little bit skinnier than I would have liked we've done ones that were a little bit shorter than 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 I then was good for me but in 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 general it's Got to be hard to design something that is going to be fun for kids and fun for adults to do mm-hmm. at the same
0: time. Right? I I personally think the best crawl space slash low doorway because it's kind of this one is kind of one and the same was done at the best one we we've, we've seen was done at uh, Key to Escape in Nashua, New Hampshire. Uh. The, I uh, can't remember what room it was. It's the, the Hansel and Gretel room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was the best way to do that. Yeah. Because not only did it make it bypass. Yeah. But you didn't have to bypass it. Right. It, once you do the room, you'll understand what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, it was cool. You didn't have to break immersion to bypass it. No. Uh, like well, a lot of places you do.
1: It was it was wide enough that it it was inviting, it was big enough that when you looked through it, you wanted to be on the other side of it. Was the height shorter than a normal doorway? Yeah, but it gave you that. Hey, it's a secret passageway. Well, that's what I'm saying.
0: But it turned it into. It didn't. It was once you went through, only one person had to go through, to make it.
1: The full size. Yeah.
0: So, um, another one who did that good was, um, they're closed now, Plainville um, Escape, uh, that back theater room. It was one of the very first ones. The film door or the they had the film door, the camera door, the... They, yeah, they had the round door. Yeah. You know. And then, once you got in there, there was a bypass. Not everybody had to go through that. Right. You unclicked it, and you didn't break immersion, because... Chances are there could be something like that. Yeah, kind of They did it very well too. Well, I I like that because those what the hell I can't remember what their name was.
1: Anyway, forbidden,
0: forbidden escape.
1: You're right. Those round doors. I forgot what they call them. Camera doors or whatever.
0: Whatever they are. That's the first one we ever did. We I think we've done dark two room of them. door. Or yeah, something. dark room door. Um, we've
1: done that one was a little bit on the smaller side. Yeah, and. It's a little bit not that I'm claustrophobic, but physically it's a little tight for someone right. like me. So to have that door pop open next to um, it, right? You know,
0: which was nice. Yeah, not to mention nice. that almost everybody was afraid to go through it, and that's where Mike was anyway. And I was like, nope, right through. But that was that was done very well because you had those, a bypass.
1: Yeah, those dark room doors are the right size. You know, it's cool because you're in that darkness and you don't know what's on the other side of that. Right.
0: Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, low doorways, yeah, they should be marked. Maybe not as you're going in, but if you got to come back out again and it's a full size that you're walking through, then you got to duck. Right. There should be something labeled there. There's nothing breaking immersion if you labeled it. Right. Because you're not seeing it going in. Yeah. Like Um, if you could put a little pen light pointing at it, something, something, you know? Um, That's all he's saying is, you know, have limited passage through it. And I agree with it. Um, Pat it. I agree with that. And light it. I agree with that, too. Somehow light it up. Uh, Even if it's, like you said, a pen light, just a pin light. Yeah. Just, you know, or a sign that says watch your head. I mean, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. I mean, if everyone going through hits their head, that's one thing. And that, that needs to be addressed. On the other hand, if it's one out of 100 people that are going through there, well, some people are just unaware of their environment. Yeah. And you, you're not going to fix everybody. Right. You know? But I think as long as for the most part it's safe for most people, I think it's, it's fine.
0: Right. So anyway, that's uh, crawl spaces versus low doorways in an, an escape room. Uh, all three articles, uh, we started with, escape room puzzles should feel big, that is the latest article on Um uh, next one we did here was, uh, design designing escape room crawl spaces, which was done two years ago, back in November, uh, and then crawl spaces versus low doorways, all on roomescapeartist.com. All written by David Spiro. old Dave. Yeah. Um, Before we end this, because we're already, give or take, 40-some-odd minutes, almost 50 minutes into this podcast. Uh, Again, like I said, they'll be shorter than the two-and-a-half-hour one. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Uh, We want to tell everybody to... uh, We have a sister show now. Yes, we do. We have... The Rusty Razor podcast hosted by Designated Dave. Yeah. Um, This podcast started 12 years ago? Easily? 11, 12 years ago. They've only put out 40-something episodes. (laughs) They went on about a six-year hiatus, seven-year hiatus. Anything's happened. But he's bringing it back. And there's all different ways you can listen, and you can actually watch it because he does video. Yeah. Uh, so check out Rusty Razor podcast on Facebook. Uh, you could contact him th- through there. Uh, again, designated Dave. Check out his shows. You could listen to all, all his podcasts on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Me, I am uh, a Google guy. Or listen to all my podcasts on Google. Spotify. You're a Spotify guy, even though everybody's taking their stuff off of Spotify lately. Good, we don't want you on our Spotify anyways. And uh, so, uh, but check it all out. It's just random chit-chat about anything and everything. Uh, whatever. A lot
1: of wrestling, though, right?
0: Doesn't not do? really so much wrestling anymore. I thought that was a whole a lot big people, deal. The whole big it, thing was, was... it was originally. It was about UFC and professional wrestling. But because the fans that of professional wrestling, wrestling has gone downhill quite yeah. a bit over the last few years. And not a lot of people are watching everything anymore. Uh, he's still huge into the MMA scene. And I think he still talks about that. Uh, but he has guests on and... Uh, They talk gaming. They talk... I mean, it's everything. It's just really two guys sitting down, having a conversation about anything. Sounds Uh, familiar. Yeah. Except we talk about escape rooms. Yeah. They talk about everything. So there's no real subject matter. Um, And he does coast to coast. He's got his original host, Primo, is in California. He's here in Connecticut. And so one Primo's available they do a coast-to-coast thing you can call in through uh, if you have his phone number (laughs) Uh, you can call in Um, he might even be able to bring a third video in I'm not 100% sure how how he does that but uh, so check out the Rusty Razor podcast check him out on Facebook give him a like and uh, welcome Rusty Razor podcast to the DIU podcast network yeah
1: Um, take it over the world
0: Two podcasts at a time.
1: Damn straight.
0: The first one we're going to sign up is Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> let's sign Rogan. Let's sign Rogan. Let's sign freaking Austin. Let's sign. Nah. Um, another thing is, you want to get a hold of us, go to our Facebook page, DIU Escape Crew. That's C R U E. Like Molly Crew. And send us a message on there if you want to talk to us, uh, ask us questions. You want to be a guest, get a hold of us right through there. That's the best way to get a hold of us. Um,
1: you got rooms you want us to try? Yeah. If you want us to play? Let us know. We've been all up and down the East Coast, and uh, we are not afraid of a little bit of travel time.
0: No, within uh Well, no, we're not afraid of travel time at all. Hell, we might even... Since our one of our favorite favorite places in Florida is opening up their second room, we might like you said, we might just freaking hop flight and shoot right straight down the freaking clear water and do a room. And I, then turn around, and come back. I would <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. So uh but yeah. So if you want you want any, you know, any and all information, check that out on D.I.U. Escape Crew on our Facebook page, D.I.U. All spelt the same way. Uh, We have a list of all the companies we have done, and if they are still open, there is a link to that Escape Room company's website. Uh, We try to do that just to spread the word about uh, Escape Rooms and everything else. The other thing you could let us know about is
1: one of us recently got into VR gaming. Uh, I got the Oculus. Uh, Let us know what good Escape Rooms are available on... The VR for the Oculus. Yeah. Or any other games that you think I'd want to play. I got it, and I haven't stopped playing it yet. And uh, it's become another addiction that uh, we could uh, use we could some talk about- advice over.
0: And we could talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, other than that, uh, get your swag. We got... We don't have brand new swag yet. We don't have a brand new swag yet, but we got quite a few shirts, though. We got quite a few designs. Um, Let's see if I can bring it up quick here. We have the DIU Escape Crew kind of motorcycle-ish, club-ish patch uh, version, which is on the front, not on the back i like that one i do too and we have the church of lurch gotta love lurch lurch is an original from diu tv uh, a bunch of different diu escape crew original logos a uh, couple with the skull couple just with the round head you can get do it Up productions swag there diu karaoke stuff our old stuff diu love D. I.
1: the original with the keys
0: Yes, the DIU Escape Room reviews shirt you can get. You can get this almost on anything. you want it on a mug, you want it on anything. It's all through T Public. But go to the, go to diuescapecrew.com, click on the link and uh
1: Actually, I like the last this. one with the
0: this one Yeah. with the microphone. We also yeah. have the podcasting network uh, DIU podcasting network, which is in the same vein as our original one here. Yep. Uh, original DIU Escape Crew T-shirt. And we have the 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 broken television for DIU TV, old school. TV That's movies. always
1: uh, always so, a crowd favorite.
0: Check them out. I mean, they're anywhere from 20 to $22. Uh, the one with DIU and then has just the skull and Escape Crew underneath is a double-sided shirt, I believe. Yes. Because on the back it says, time to play the game. dot yes. com. So it has our website on the back. Love it. Uh, so check it all out. And... Uh, yeah, leave us some responses man um we really haven't been we've been getting responses from like friends and family and stuff but i'm seeing there's a lot of downloads coming from all over the u.s and we'd like some kind of response from from people some feedback whether you like it you don't like it we just want to hear from you so. what do you want us to talk about yeah we'll what talk about whatever well as long as it's escape room related we could start another podcast to do something that like that, but um, so let us know. Um, again, we were going to start doing prizes. We got to start talking about diamond awards pretty soon. I know it's uh, this will be middle of February when it comes out. So yeah, we got to start talking diamond awards, and uh, I got to get the three D printer back up and running as I take a glance over at it. Yeah, as I'm looking at it. So, but definitely. Um. Yeah, just we're looking for some feedback. Just give us some feedback. Uh, again, the Diamond Awards are only voted on myself and Philip.
1: the only games that we've played
0: together. Yep. And uh, I think that's th- it. We both have to agree on on it. That's about it. Uh, we're not. We don't do any kind of. Uh, Participation awards Participation awards Right We don't give away awards For every single thing It's the room and that's it Everybody gets a trophy You yeah. get a trophy You get a trophy You get a trophy Listen to the New Kid Rock song <laughs> Don't tell me how to live But anyway So I think that's about it right I think so Anything else you want to say I am good I think the next episode Of the podcast Will either be a review Or we're going to talk about The etiquette In Escape Rooms Yes uh, which is a different subject to talk about. Yeah, there, there's the rules, and then there's
1: etiquette, right? So, and we're all about
0: etiquette. Yeah, we are. Yeah, like we have any. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm dumb. He is dumb. That's Bill. That's what I've been told. <laughs> you were going to say that was Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, man, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. You'll hear from us. What do you hear from us? Peace out.